Aloha, tala, falava. This is your host with Clean with Malefua, Malefua. And also, we're doing a duel at the same time. Hey, and this is quarter before noon. This is Lizzie Liz. Woo! Woo! All right, so we're together and we wanted to do a podcast duel. Whoa. We, have you know have some, we ever done one? Um, I don't know. I but don't... I noticed like some YouTubers, they will have like guests on their show. Uh-huh. And like they'll do two um, separate um, individual podcasts. podcasts or YouTube uh-huh. videos. But like to do a duel at the same time? Come on. All right, mm. so y'all, as you guys know, it is your girl Lizzie Liz and Malay Fua. So we wanted to combine um, a podcast, an episode together and um, talk about finances. I think we should talk about, I think we should just do a, like a little icebreaker before we get into the heavy topic of okay. finances. All right. I mean, I guess. Okay. So since it's women's history still, uh-huh. and I've missed part of the month because I haven't been on it, <laughs> but who is your favorite funny female? Mm, me? Yeah, yours. Like in general, like a celebrity. I was thinking celebrity, but honestly, you could say in general. Oh man, I mean, because in as a, for a celebrity, Sandra Bullock. Like I love. That's what I was thinking too. Um, or I don't know, Sandra <clears throat> or Sandra. <laughs> um, but for like funny females that I know personally, what man? Like all my nieces. Oh. Like they have, they each have like their own quirk and. Mm-hmm. like perkiness to them like they're own they're also unique Aww. and the way that uh, they're very comical in their own way like i can like with um with my niece um uh, she's like <laughs> like a very blonde like response okay but then at the same time it's her and um and it's just like you know with her sisters like so they're all very um different and they just make me laugh like, it's just so funny i love that yeah Oh, so how about you? Um, I think for celebrities, I mean, the list is pretty great, but I would say Mindy Kaling is funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would also say, I mean, like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are very funny together and they're funny separately, but you know, they're funny. Um, and then for people I know, I just like laugh about everything. So I'd probably say that most women in my life have made me laugh mm-hmm. about something. So that's who I would say, probably. Okay. Oh, so now I, guess, I guess we can dive into the finances now because, you know, that was right. our little icebreaker. And, um, yeah, and for those of y'all who know he has all my podcasts, um, this would be a transition to going into the break. So, yeah. I don't got no break, but we're <laughs> we just going to pause. Okay. All right, so we're back. Anyway, so thank you all for listening to the commercial. But let's talk about finance. Yeah, so finances. (laughs) I don't know why I had to sing that, but I feel like, okay, so from where we're coming from, it can be very, like, a broad topic. And and I think that's the point of this topic, but it can also be hard because not everybody's talking about it. Like, in our cultures, we're not talking about it. I think in life in general, it can be kind of a thing. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like <clears throat> with people, sometimes they'll they'll tell you like around what they make or they'll tell you like a broad range, but they won't really tell you like what they make, how yeah. much bills are. And so even when people like will ask me or they'll approach me like, oh my gosh, if you're okay with telling me how much do you pay rent? I'm like, 
yeah, I pay this much or whatever. Yeah. Like I obviously didn't, I just didn't even say it right now, but um, it's one of those things that like, I try to be open about it because I'm like, there's so many people who are not open about finances mm-hmm. that for me personally, I try to be open about it. And like, you also want to like guard what you're saying. And so not everybody you're telling everything to, but <clears throat> for me, because it was a topic that like we didn't talk about growing up or like I knew like I knew that we so one time my mom had said like oh based off of what I'm making and like where we're at we are like well below the poverty line Mm -hmm. like and that was in high school and I was like I don't even know what that means but we have a place to live we got food so Mm -hmm. to me it doesn't seem like we're broke but apparently we are but I didn't really know those things and so I think it's important as young adults who get to inspire other adults, other youngins, just anybody who may have come under financial hardship mm-hmm. that we can use what we've learned and maybe help somebody. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love, love how your mom was saying um, that how much whoever makes in the house that's living below the poverty wage. Mm-hmm. And um, I just looked, um, I Googled. You're such a researcher. <laughs> so the living wage, like, the living means, the amount that you need to be making to be able to make it here and where we live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're also discreet about where we live, okay, too, apparently. So now I haven't been. So yeah, where we live in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you've said it before. Right. I said it like a couple, like, I know. A couple times. But yeah, the amount that we need to make individually to make it to like make it here in Phoenix, Arizona, we have to be making forty six dollars a month. I mean, a, like forty six dollars an hour. Like nobody's making that. Nobody's making that. And <laughs> um, t- for the poverty wage, you if you're under fifteen dollars, like uh huh, that's poverty. Um, poverty. Oh my wage. gosh. And it's so interesting how it's like, how do you expect people to make that much right. when you have um, jobs around here that's not e- them like it's not even paying them that right. much. I had I had a job that approached me, and they were like, "Oh, we." I was like, "Well, what do you guys pay?" And they're like, fourteen dollars an hour," and I said, Ooh. "I said," and they're like, "Oh, that's above minimum wage." I said. Okay. And in my head, I laughed. I didn't laugh at them, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how is that even possible? And like, even with us, like, blessings that we found this place. Right. Um, you oh, know, it's such a beautiful place. It's such a beautiful place. Our and neighbors. We, right. They're so nice. We have two bedrooms. We have right. washer and dryer. We don't have no one above us or below right. us. It's flat. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But also, for the, what the space that we have, other people, other people are paying way more than us. Like, we got such a good deal and we found it and this and that and stuff. But even just like kind of scoping out what other places are like or whatever, I was seeing studios for 900 to 1200. I was like, this is crazy. And so, you know, and like they teach you that you should only be spending 30% of your income on on rent. But these rental places don't tell you that. Of course they don't tell you that because they want you to feel like you're in over your head they want you to be like oh there's this luxury apartment like come come we have all the amenities we have a pool we have this we have that we have Mm -hmm. that but like 
you shouldn't be going into debt over a place that you live at. When it's like such a cycle because you work to pay these bills, to pay rent, but you spend so much time at your job that you don't even spend time at home. The place that you're paying to live at. That is so true. And this is the thing. When the apartments, when you're looking for an apartment, they ask you, like, hey, the amount, this is, say, $1,500. But we want you to make three times more than what we're asking you. Like, yo, are you serious right now? Who's making that? And then I feel like that's just, who made up that scale? Right. And, like, how is it affordable? Because a lot of these places are saying they're affordable housing, but how is that affordable? Yeah. And so, like, I'm looking here. I found another website. um, But the cost of living in Phoenix, Arizona, um, it says earning needed to maintain current standard of living, (laughs) $50,000. Oh, my God. That's the amount that, like, that's the cost of living in Phoenix. Right. and how much Every state is can you different. can you look up how much that is hourly? Hourly. So yeah, fifty thousand hourly. Let me see. Which yeah, this is just it's so crazy and like all a lot of these places base off they go off based off of your credit score mm-hmm. too. So if you got no credit, if you got bad credit, if you like had an eviction from an old place, like. Most places will not take you or they'll take you, but there's still other requirements or whatever. Hourly, that's $24 and up. Listen, I can tell you right now, I'm not making 24 plus and up. I'm not making that. I'm not making that too. <laughs> like who is literally, who is making this 50,000, 75,000? Because it ain't me. And I got a degree and you got a degree. So Worry. what's going on? I think... It's, it's just so sad. Um, but you wonder, like, it's because of God that we serve. Right. And, like, yeah, it has a lot to do with that. But then we think about, um, you know, our way of being financed since we were young. Right. Like, how I was talking to, um, talking to you about, like, man, I wish I knew this as a teenager. And uh, we talked about degrees, talking about degrees. How did we get those degrees? By being in debt. <laughs> right. Right. And that's another cycle. That's another cycle. That's another financial um, area of, you know, going to college. And um, I wish as a teenager going into um, thinking about which college I wanted to go to. I wish I knew more about the financial aid. I, mm-hmm. I wish that the high school, the educational system taught us about the right. uh, financial aid system. Instead, they talked. The, they taught us like about searching for different college, right? But they forgot to talk about the financial aid situation, like right. like yo, like could at least get a class, right? Or graphing on a slope, right? But yet they don't teach us personal finance, right? Like I think personal finance is something that we must as as a nation. I think that's the reason. I believe that's part of the reason why um, our nation is in debt. Because the head, our president, it's if they were to put into um, petition that in every high school we're supposed to have a personal finance um, class, I think that would help each individual uh, to be more prepared right. for future for jobs, to know how much um, 
you know, taxes that are being taken out of. But I think that they, I don't know why they don't want us to learn about right. where these taxes are going, um, you know, why we're taking out, why they're taking out medical and right. things like that. But to for us to learn about personal finance at a young age, going into college, I think that's a very Right, being a young thing. adult, like yeah. having your first job, getting a car, like all these things are so important. And like you and I have both learned lessons mm-hmm. from from jobs, from cars, from this, from that. And like, I don't, in, in my head, I'm like, I feel like sometimes it's easier to not teach that and keep the system running. Like that, honestly, like we keep the system running on debt. Mm-hmm. Like the fact, like if you were to look like just the debt of United States, it's just like, there's a debt tracker and it just every second is going up and it's like in the trillions. And I can't, mm. really can't even count that high. Yes. And I'm, I couldn't even try if I wanted to but like that's so much money and we're just so used to borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and then like oh it's okay we'll pay them back we'll pay them back we'll pay them mm-hmm. back and like they've they've kind of taught us that in the system of like we just take out loans it's fine just yeah. take out this just take out that and then but they keep us going by charging interest and so that, you're paying oh, twice man. as much more because you took out this and like now you're paying it back but you still have all this like this interest to pay back and like yeah. I get it like I'm the one who took out the money for my school except for one loan which my mom took out which mm-hmm. gratitude to her for doing that one but two gratitude for putting me on boundaries when mm-hmm. I went to my my third and final school yeah <clears throat> she said I'm not gonna put another loan in your in my name for you Ooh. so if you want this you're gonna have to do it However, however you see fit to do it, but don't, don't put my name on it. And I was like, I needed that boundary because I'm like, I could have just, if she had allowed me to, would have been like, all right, mom, let's put another one in your name. Let's put another one in your name. And she already has like 13,000 because of me. Mm. So I was grateful that she put me on that boundary. But you know, like what you said, I think it's important to have that class in, in high school or you know, just more people teaching that what it looks like because we we didn't really know what that looked like and yeah. we kind of we kind of understood to an extent but not not fully. Like you know, it was kinda of like, oh, the school's gonna give us money right? to go there. And like but- I was like I remember when I was a teenager, I was already um, you know, struggling like dude do I want like I knew I wanted to go to school, right. but then I was like, okay, how am I gonna go to school? But they kept saying, like, hey, financial aid, financial aid. They kept putting financial aid in my in my face, right. but they didn't explain the process. Unless they did, I just didn't really understand. Right. Um, but I remember I was telling you, like, I don't regret going to um, college and using financial aid. Right. What I do regret is the lack of understanding what financial aid was. I because think. I went <laughs> into financial aid, into um, college, and, um, yeah, the weight was, like, man, I didn't have to pay for nothing going into this school. Nothing came out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yet. <laughs> right. Like, nothing came out of your, nothing's coming out of your pocket yet. But they didn't explain to me that after this, guess what? You're going to pay all of that back plus interest. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what this plus interest is. It's $500 on top of that. You know, 300, 2000, like uh, it right. depends. They said well, they said the interest rate really high. So they right. they already know. They're like you're going to look at this, how much we're giving mm-hmm. you. But you're not going to look at that interest rate, which is going to immediately 
continue to increase the moment you get it. Yes, and there, I wish I knew that Same. because that would have helped me understand and helped me help me understand and come in agreement with what I just signed Mm -hmm. because there was a lack of understanding when it came to agreement with that and I think that's so important when we come in agreement with what we're signing and signing is very important that's one thing I've noticed to learn how to read the little words to um, go through the contract and that's when people ask me to sign like it's interesting how they'll be right in front of you and they're like you got this yeah just sign there I literally, I have this thing now where I'm, I don't make people pressure me, let alone their That's presence. Because I will literally go there and they will see me reading through. Like, I will skim through. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask them questions. The like, print. hey, yeah. They're like, hey. I was like, okay, well, this says this and this says that. Like, oh, well, what that actually means? I'm like, well, I don't understand what you're saying. So I wish at that time... I had those eyes to see and to actually take the time to read. But I was pressured into like, oh my gosh, like if I sign this, I can get the money right there and there. Right. Well, it's also the pressure too of like going to school. And that's what we always tell people. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, what are you going to do next? What school are you going to go to? What what do you want to be when you grow up? And like, I feel like that's just so much pressure for our youth anyways. But like, not all of them want to go to college. And Mm -hmm. And not every college is for everybody. Yeah. Like, our our school that we came from was pretty, like, academically rigorous. And, like, oh my not everybody would be on board with that. Like, we, we had to take theology classes. We took this class, this class, that class, the, that class. The weight of the works, like, our, you know, is Azusa Pacific University. They were mm-hmm. saying, yo... The master's program are doing the amount of work that you're doing for a bachelor's right. degree. And we were like, are you serious? We're right like, now? you're lying to us. It's like, we are not doing, like, okay, so I think they're equipping us. <laughs> right. They were like, okay, you want to go to get a master's? Like, but even even with that, like, furthering your education, I remember there was several people who were like, oh, Liz, mm-hmm. you should get a master's. And even till today, still yeah. people tell me that. And I'm like, I just have a lot of student loan debt right now. And I'm not looking to get any more loan debt. Yeah, like, I'm and they're like, you already have loan debt, so just pile it on. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, I hear where you're coming from, but no, not for me. That's not wisdom. That, that's for, not right. For some people. <laughs> right. I'm like, that doesn't seem like the appropriate plan for me, especially because I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to continue to go into these programs and pay more money when I'm like, yeah, it looks good to have a master's, but... If I get a master's in something that I'm still continuously not studying, mm-hmm. I just continue to pay that money yeah. and still owe a lot more money. I agree. And like I tell my nieces and nephews, and granted, there may be pressure, but I will ask them instead of saying like, hey, what schools are you looking at? I will ask them like, hey, do you want to go to college? You know, like what are what is something that you want to do? Some of them want to work, uh, you know, be a steward on the air on, on a plane. And I know there's another word for that, flight attendant. I was like, uh... <laughs> that was the old name. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay, well, that doesn't cost you to go to a college. Like, that's... You just need to get into a program. It's a trade school. And so not all the time... You're right. Not all the time people, like... Not everyone is called to go to college. There's um, trade schools that they could go to, boot camps that they could go to. Or there's just some job position that you just right. plain don't need to go to school at all. Or the military, The too. military, come on through, military. You said, you said. The military will pay for y'all schools. You said boot camp, and I said, military. Uh, also military. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that there's just so much 
so much about finances. And so um, what is something that you didn't learn until later on that you would want to instill in your nieces and nephews or just somebody who was like, yo, I'm thinking about college. I'm thinking about finances. What do I need to do and where do I need to go? Yeah, um, the importance of your having your own cash. Mm, okay. um, like we talk about loans. When, like growing up, I've seen a lot of my siblings go to car dealership, get an auto, auto loan. Okay. And they come up like, oh, I got a new car. <laughs> oh my gosh. And no one didn't, they didn't tell me how they got the car. Right. And then when a car gets repoed, I'm like questioning, like, okay, so I thought that was your car. Right. Huh? Like, what's going on? It didn't belong to you? Like, it, it didn't belong to you. Like, oh, no, like, I forgot to make payments. Like, right, but didn't you, isn't that your car? They didn't share the uh, the process of how it looked like getting it. Right. And so, um, what you want to call it, I happened to fall into that cycle. And um, I knew that, I didn't know that, um, that, this is what it looked like that they got an auto loan and an auto loan is something that you got to pay back right you know with interest with interest right and that's the sucky thing and so um i told myself after my car got rebuilt i was like i am never getting an auto loan car the next time i get my car is going to be fully paid in cash and so when my nieces and nephews and some of them will come to me and say hey auntie i'm thinking about getting a car and i said okay are you thinking about getting an auto loan and they're like no no, right. it's um no, it's just a down payment. <laughs> it's just a down payment, and this is how much I get to, gotta get for a down payment, and then um, right, and then every month I pay this much, and I said, okay, honey, that is called an auto loan. Right, that just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, it right. is called an auto loan. See, I don't um, even start with that. My first question is, are you looking for a new car or a used mm-hmm. car, or or right. what? Because. That's also going to depend too. You want a new car? Oh, you're yeah. going to pay off the. You're going to pay off Offset that lot. lot. Prices. If exactly. you get a used car, it's probably going to be a little bit more reasonable. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not going to be a 2023 right. Toyota Corolla, but at least you got a car, right? Yeah, at least you got a car, right? And also, are you paying? Are you paying cash or a credit card? Right, because cash is key. Cash is key. And you pay a lot less when it's in cash. Right. Because they don't want to have to go. They they are like, listen, you're helping us out. We have to go through financing. Mm-hmm. We have to go through all this. Thing. We have to make sure that your card is not going to decline. Right. So pay us in cash and we'll take some of that price off. Right. So these are the things that um, that I have learned. And I'm like, I'm, you know, <coughs> wanting to share it with my nieces and nephews and so when they come to me about like cars, like getting a car, I'm like, hey, you know what? They, like I do ask them like, hey, you want a new car or a used car? And they're like, oh, I have to use car, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so letting them know. Which is not that obvious to some people. Yeah, it's not. Some people are like, oh, definitely getting a new car. And it's not obvious for them to know what an auto loan is. They think that, oh, okay. Like, yo, it's a loan. That means you're borrowing somebody else's money to get this car that you want, that you know well enough that you cannot afford money. Right. And so that's... Or thing. you think you can afford you it. you think you can afford it. But then when you're paying bills and rent and all that, 
that payment becomes a lot because that yeah. that's what happened for you. Like mm-hmm. at one point in your life, you were able to make those payments. Yeah. And then at another point, it looked very different because you're paying rent and bills and right. this and that. And like, you know, because you had um, a lot more coverage on your insurance, mm-hmm. you were paying a lot more insurance a too. More like insurance, yeah. all these different things. And like the season where you were at at that time that you bought it, you weren't thinking about the seasons that may follow exactly. when you bought that car because you were thinking about that current season. You're mm-hmm. like, yo, I need to get to where I need to go. And this, it, this it's not going to affect me three right. years, four years down the line. And it sure did. <coughs> and so I think about those moments and even when my nieces and nephews come with me asking me about FAFSA and financial aid. Mm-hmm. And I will tell them because they know that I've gone through it. And so I, when I was at their age, I there was no one that I could think that I could go to. Right. And so, with my, I mean, I know my older sister, Va'a, went, um, went through school, but I didn't know to ask her. I didn't know what to ask her. Right. You don't know where to start sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, how are you going to know what to ask if you don't know what to ask? Right. You're not going to know how if you don't and know the so what. so, for a lot of um, people out there, y'all think, oh, financial aid, like loan, loan, loan. Just, <coughs> just because you don't see the money... And it's not there, honey. You still gotta pay it back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come back to you after you graduate. Right. And even if you don't graduate, even if you don't graduate, um, you still gotta pay. You still it back. gotta pay for what you use at that time. And remember what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? How we said that as the car, as long as you don't pay for it, it's not your car. Yeah, it's their car. It is their well, car. as long as we don't pay for our loans, mm-hmm. it's the Department of Education whose degree it is. Even yeah, it's if we not are, our degree. Right. We may have put in the work and the time. And our and, name is on it. And our name is on that expensive <laughs> piece of paper. But it still doesn't belong to us. Like, I don't have the full assurance that that belongs to me. Like, mm-hmm. no, they can't take it. But it still doesn't fully belong. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not free from that. I'm not free Ooh. from that system. I still live in that system because I still have to pay them back. Because you still you still gotta do your part. Right. My due diligence uh-huh. and pay them back. And, and I think about I think about what Jesus said. Mm, come on, third. Come on. With what Jesus, Jesus said. Said. They when the disciples came, when no, no, the Pharisees, they came and say, Hey, so mm. um, this we have to pay Caesar this. So what do you say? And Jesus said, What belongs to Caesar, give it to Caesar. Mm-hmm. And what belongs to God, give it to God. Right. So, can you put that in plain, plain old day English for the people in the back? <laughs> so the degree that you that that you did a loan on, right? That degree belongs to the whoever um, is your loaner, right? So it belongs to the loaner, right? The loaner. Until we are the pay, borrower. Right, they're the loaner. Until you pay that off, mm-hmm. and I get it. A lot of people have this whole. Um, Faith based, like, oh man, right. like God is gonna pay through. Yes, I do believe that too, right. but I also do uh, believe where scripture says, um, be not only a hearer, but also be a doer of right. the word of God, right? And I listen, I fully agree with that too. We we stand on faith. I'm like, listen, I know full well that I took out those loans, mm-hmm. but I'm like, listen, in the Bible. So, there was a year of jubilee. Yeah, come on. Now. And there was debts canceled. Uh-huh. And I know they're still talking about canceling the student come loan on. debt. Yes. And I'm I'm still praying about it. And uh-huh. now do I do I acknowledge that I took out those loans? Yes, I do. And mm-hmm. I know different people of different spheres feel different ways about it. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, "No, you borrowed the money, you should pay it back." Other people are like, "I receive it." 
I'm I'm standing here saying, listen, I know I took those out and mm-hmm. I know I need to pay it back. But also, if if the system that's tried to enslave us is gonna free us, I'm also okay with that because that also helps me to give out the testimony of like, hey, they're canceling this. Let's mm-hmm. not put ourselves back into this system. Right. Let's not become enslaved to the system again. Like there's oh. FAFSA and I as you're saying it, like through FAFSA, there's also scholarships, there's yeah, grants, grants, things you don't have to pay back. And like you and I were like so blessed at school because there were scholarships we didn't even apply Come for. On, like yeah. our name was in people's mouth that uh-huh. like should not like we like favoring fair. But like really um God is looking out for his children and like yeah. you know, and there's just so many different things. There's so many ways. And like I think that they just don't they just don't really talk about it. And like for for people of color sometimes we just feel mm-hmm. like that's the only way. And I'm like, I get it. Like my again, like I told you, in high school, my mom was like, We're above we're below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Like we were living at um, our church owned some property across the street so we lived there and then she was working at the church so that was why we had that she paid a little bit of rent um, but my mom couldn't afford to send me to school and neither could my dad so yes I took out these things and and I don't regret the education either but mm-hmm. sometimes I look at that and I'm like I wish I would have done more at community college I wish I would have you know I could have also chose a cheaper school I could have whatever mm-hmm. but I can't go back on the shit of what it could have but I'm like you know what I do wish I had more wisdom about it mm-hmm. and like been looking for more scholarships been you yeah. know even even be more diligent about having a job because at the time I was like I'm focused on school I'm focused on my theater I'm focused <clears> on this and I could have been having a job and saving a little bit of what I could mm-hmm. or doing what I, doing what I could and even my first year at school well my first my first couple of schools Mm -hmm. I should say I wasn't working yeah and like that was that was a sacrifice because I was like yo I could be making money but I'm gonna focus on this and then when I was working it was a sacrifice too like I I sacrificed which you know you worked at the school Mm -hmm. I worked around the school I wasn't working I mean towards the end I was but even with that, there was still like sacrifices. There was times where my friends would want to go to the beach and I'd be like, I can't go. I have to go oh, to yeah. work. And that it was sucky for me because I love people. I'm always like, I want to be with you guys. And like, it just didn't always make sense to my people. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, oh, you have to work again. And I'm like, yes, I have things that like I in order to stay here, I got to pay this. Yeah. And like, they're not just letting me stay for free. And there were several times, which I know you understand that mm-hmm. the school was asking us to leave because we didn't have the money to be there and we had all the faith but we're like yo god you asked us to be here the school is asking us to leave how is this the christian thing Mm -hmm. to do but now looking back on it i'm like they were just doing their job and also it's a business too right like a lot of people don't oh not even just don't know but they forget that church is also a business they only look at the ministry side of the church right but yo how is the church supposed to um, have this light turned on right. when y'all show up every single day to the church? Right. They need to pay the lights. They need to pay the bills. They need to pay rent and mortgage and right. whatever it Everything is. Everything else. Everything else. It's a school. It's a school. It's a business. It's right. education. It's a business. Right. And like I 
I look at it now and I'm like, I I try to always live in a place of fairness. And Mm -hmm. sometimes like when I see things, I'm like, God, that's not fair. But I look at my own life and I'm like, well, God, that's not really fair to the people who were paying. Like Mm -hmm. that they were still allowing me to be there, but I wasn't paying. There were people who paid, whether it was because their parents were paying, Mm -hmm. the Fed loan was paying, the whatever, their scholarships is, that. But they were paying for their schooling. So how was that fair that I wasn't paying? Yeah. You know, and so I had to, there's a lot of me and Jesus moments when they were asking me to leave. So I'm like, (laughs) how are you going to ask me to come here? And then they're going to ask me to leave. Like, that doesn't really line up, Jesus. I'm not really sure. But even in that, like, faith without works is dead. So they asked me, hey, if you don't come up with this money, you're not coming back. Right. So what did I need to do? I was like, well, I can get a job. Yeah. And what did I do? I got a job at a retail place, you know? And like, I did that over the summer. And I had somebody who stayed on top of me about my finances. Like, I I don't remember how much I was making. I think my checks were like 400 mm-hmm. or so every week. And she was like, okay, well, I'll give you a $20 allowance every week. Yeah. And like... That was so rough for me because I had to save like, I think 2000 by the time the summer ended to come back to school. Hmm. And so I was giving her my money. I was like, give, 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 give. And I only had $20. And I remember there would be times, <coughs> there'd be times after church where I'd go hang out with friends and we'd go to the movies and I would get home. This lady's not even my mom. And she was like, oh, what did you do today? And I'm like, oh, I went to the movies. Oh, how did you pay? uh so and so paid for me and she's like oh okay just remember you only have a 20 dollar allowance <laughs> and, like, and she she was good at holding me accountable because that was her that was her career mm-hmm. like she was this financial lady and i i needed that at the time because i i would have just spent that money and then they would have been like so where's that money you lost oh i don't have it i worked mm-hmm. all summer but i don't have it we don't have a spot for you here at this campus. So, like, you know what I You don't have your spot. <laughs> right. There's somebody else. Bye. <laughs> like. No, that is true. And I think um, we have to be better at it as parents, aunties, uncles, friends. Right. Like the older generation, we have to be better at speaking to Generation Z mm-hmm. and Y. X, Y, Z. Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, talk to them about finances. Like. I every time when I go back home, uh, my nieces and nephews are like, Auntie, can we go see eleven and can we go to McDonald's? And I'll look at them and then, and they'll start laughing because they know my response. And I'll say, Oh, do you have McDonald's money? <laughs> do you have seven eleven money? And they look at me and they're like, No, but you do <laughs> And it's it's for me, my response is because I want them to think about it, like, do you have the money? Right. You know, like do you have the means to right. go ahead and um, get what you want? Right. And um, and it's it is crazy because even if it's like your last ten dollars, they would use it up. But right. I think about it, I'm like, do you like how are you willing to use that last ten dollars mm. to? And like I had this moment where I was like, Lord. Um, I know a lot of people will say, oh man, like, what can I do with this $20 to flip it and make so much money? And I don't think flipping is the answer. I think, where can I put this $20 and which soil mm. 
can I go and plant this $20? Right. So that way, whatever soil that it, whatever thing and nutrients, whatever it is that's in that soil, right. that <clears throat> it will allow this seed to be fruitful and multiply into something that I that I can see right. it for generational wealth. An investment. And an investment. And that's what investment is all about. Investment is about knowing which soil that you need to put your seed in. It's like knowing which church. And like right. for me, like I'm not going to just, you know, Go ahead right. and uh, put it, you know, plant a seed in anybody's vineyard. Right. I'm like, mm. right. When you're investing, it's you're you're making that like conscious decision of like what you know, like that return. What's mm-hmm. gonna be the return? And like when you're investing in yourself, and like let's just say you're like, oh yeah, skincare. You're mm-hmm. not gonna go to Walgreens. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna go to like. 99 cents I mean, store like, girl if you on a budget i mean no i feel you i feel you if you're on a budget like also that's another thing too is budget, budget. <laughs> and save right and don't that's spend finances right that's finances when we talk about finances not just about money it's about no it's about all these things knowing um what's your budget counting up your costs so you know your budget and you and i have been there's been times we have not counted up the cost of things <laughs> and then we said yes and we're like Ooh. Ooh, we already said yes like it's all of the things and it's it's a very broad topic that yeah. is probably going to be like another session too probably mm-hmm. um because it's just a lot but like <clears throat> if we can give you what little we've learned or lot i mean like whatever it is depending what on we've gained what we've lost right because we've gained some things and we've lost some uh-huh. things too and like and that's the bible right there right ecclesiastes 3 go ahead it says that go ahead ecclesiastes season. There will be seasons where we'll gain and seasons where we'll lose them. Right. Seasons where we'll embrace and seasons where we'll refrain from Come on. Poet, let's go. We're going to cry and then, you know, mourn. And then, you know, laugh. Right. You know, enjoy the moment. That's true. And, like, I don't think it has to be, like, I think finances, again, is one of those words of, like, oh, my gosh, this is such a, like, taboo topic. And, like, I think it's trauma. Like, I told you. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Like, like fine talking about finances it's it's a trauma for me and at mm-hmm. times it's a P- ptsd right and um post trauma you know post-traumatic yeah, stress. stress disorder mm-hmm. and um and it's not it's i mean i just diagnosed saying that it is what it is but it was not diagnosed by a doctor but what i'm saying is that it could be in both natural and in the spirit where right. for me when we talk about um finance when it comes to our finance for our own apartment like i t- i will tell you like man like when back back in the days right when um <laughs> my family talked about finances and when they would talk about finances it would always end with the fight it would always <laughs> right and with the argument or someone like cussing someone out and it never fails it always has anger and strife and frustration right. when it comes to talking about strife. And so when you're like saying like, man, like you're so kind and like, you know, like even though I say this and I'm like, no, it's just like, what am I going to do? Get mad right. <laughs> and cuss you out <laughs> and like for no reason. Right. And also like, yeah, for, for my own, you know, my own miscommunication, like I'm going to own up to it. Right. And so having conversations with you about um, budgeting, about money, you know, about um, living below my means, it definitely has um, healed those tra- um, traumatic wounds. Mm-hmm. 
And um, as we keep talking about it, like it right. definitely is helping me a lot. And I, what I told you, I was like, man, like thank you for being that person. I know it's, right. you know, at some point you're just like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. I know, but we're both. But like, there's times where for some people, you know, like me, it's trauma. It's a traumatic right. thing. Well, and I, <clears throat> I think it's one of those things that when topics are taboo and then they have to be talked about Mm -hmm. then sometimes it gets really bad like I feel like a lot of times in people's marriages they get in fights about money or Mm -hmm. finances because one person's a spender one person's a saver one person is like why are you in debt why is this blah 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 and like it's always about delivery like Mm -hmm. I could I could get mad about whatever it would be that we're talking about finances but I'm like to your point, how is that going to help me? How is that going to help us? If I'm getting mad at you, mm-hmm. like, you're very patient and you're probably not going to... But if I was to approach you in the wrong way and be like, well, where's my money? Mm-hmm. Where's this? Immediately, that's a defense. And then you, like, whether you become on the defense or not, in your head, you're like, mm-hmm. let me take a step back before I, I like, <laughs> punch her out or whatever. But it's it's a tough topic to talk about, like... And it can cause a lot of friction. It can cause a lot of, like, discrepancies or miscommunication or, no, that's not what I said or you owe me this or whatever. And when things don't get said, it can also be, like, a rough thing because I know for my own self, sometimes when I don't say things, that that it ends up being on me. And I end up getting upset when I'm like, really, I could have just used my words and been an adult Mm -hmm. and communicated this. Yeah, and, like, we talk about relationship, like... Is it a red flag for you to date someone who has debt, who has financial situation, who doesn't know how to be a good steward of their money? Are you asking me this or you're... No, like... Oh, in okay, in general. Like we're talking about that. Okay. And a lot of us don't know that... A lot of us don't know that it could be a red flag because they, they don't know that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, or they're just... They're like, okay, that's... Right. It's, it's a norm for them to be in a financial <coughs> situation or a financial crisis no right it's not a norm like get out of that and and also like let that be let that be part of it like right. hey if i understand i'm in i'm in debt too i have a lot of school loans and for me Same. it's just like okay how can we if you if this person has um you know debt like how can we pay it off how can you pay off yours as individually as much as you can mm-hmm. before we get married? Because your debt now becomes my debt. Mm-hmm. Like we both, you know, each other's debt. So, you know, it's things like that where a lot of people right. don't think about when they're in relationship, especially when you're a teenager. You don't think about that. Like, oh, you're about to go. Right. To college. You just think about, oh, oh, they, they bought me this little gift. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so this is like what you're saying. This is a yeah. very broad. It is. And it's like so many different things. And I would. I think I would say for me, um, to answer your question that you didn't ask, mm-hmm. I think if I was looking at a potential person, I have debt, so I really can't say that I'd be like, oh, it's done. We're not, you know what? We were dating. We're cool. But you have debt? No. I probably wouldn't be that way, but I would ask them to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I'd, want it, I'd want them to be honest with me at the level that I'm honest with them. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm making right now. Yeah. This is the last time I paid my student loans. This is how much I'm supposed to pay on my student loans. This is how much I actually owe. Like, I would want to be honest with them. Like, mm-hmm. if anybody were to ask me right now, well, how much do you have in student loans? I would let them know. Yeah. Um, but I would also just want them to give me that same energy. Like, if you do have it, okay, 
like be transparent with me but also like how are we working on this how are you working on yours separately like you said how are we working on it together like are we gonna are we gonna make sure that if we get married we're gonna budget out like okay this this 300 is going to the student loans whatever that looks like whether that's yours or mine or whoever this is how much is going there or hey like we both make separate things i'm gonna give this much you're gonna let me know how much you're gonna give Mm -hmm. whatever because i know even people filled out a particular way about sharing bank accounts yeah when you get married some people are for it some people are not like and most kingdom people would be like if you're in the kingdom Combine. Combine. But even some kingdom people are like, nah, I got a separate account. You got a separate account. Mm-hmm. We have a joint account. But what's in my account is mine. And what's in yeah. your account is yours. And what's in our joint is for both of us. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I know some people. But I also know some people who have joint accounts mm-hmm. and separate accounts. But those separate accounts, they both have access, the access to those to, yeah. accounts. It's not like, oh, what we have. It's just, it's their mentality. That's true. You're is, right. It's good to hide money away from yourself. Right, <laughs> right. But have somebody else be accountable right. and know. And so that's the reason why they do that certain thing. But, right. you know, I also look at it, it's like um, when you talk about kingdom people, so many people, some people aren't a tither. So that's just like, right, that's hey, true too. That's another aspect of it. That's another aspect of, aspect of being financial right. you know, with your finances. Like, and and what you, what is the tithe? What right. do they say? They say 10%, right? Mm-hmm. And people also, are like, is it? Is it ten percent of the gross? Is it ten percent of the net? Is it ten? What is it ten percent of? And also, do you pay your like your tithe before anything, right? Or do you pay your tithe after everything? Also, tithe and offering. And tithe and offering. Do you offer money? Like, Mm. are you? That's a lot of things with a whole financial things that. Right. It's just a lot of things to consider when it comes to finance. I know. I feel like maybe. I mean, I was gonna say maybe on our page we should like say hey like. Ask us about finances or mm-hmm. something. Like, not that we're experts. We are not yeah. Dave Ramsey. We're not like financial scholars. But we did graduate from Dave hey. Ramsey. <laughs> financial Peace University. Hey. No plug. I mean, if you right. wanna if you wanna sponsor us, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Cool. Come on, Dave Ramsey. On. I mean, or, we do have, you know, our certificate, our degree right. from PC um PFU. And I took it at LP LPC. Hey, so come on. come on. But um yeah, what is I guess since we're kind of close to time. What would you say is one last thing about finances that you'd want to leave with somebody? Like something super simple. Um, man, cash. <laughs> Get something that you can see and that you tangible. can count and that's tangible. If you have your checking account, you you can use it for so many things. That Amazon, debit card, <laughs> like that debit card. Um, uh, make sure that you always have cash on you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Dave Ramsey says cash is king. Mm-hmm. How about you? <coughs> Ooh. Um, um, I would say... I would say be a giver, but also save money, too. Mm, because, yeah. you know, you need some money on a rainy day. But also in life, you're not supposed to be a greedy person. So mm-hmm. I would say be a giver and that's not just finances yeah. give up your time your resources whatever it may be but be a giver i agree be a giver and you are such a giver thank you thank you for being you're such a giver too oh, i know <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah so i think on mine i'm gonna post about just like 
what do you what do you have questions about finances mm-hmm. or whatever? And maybe we'll do a part two if you guys have more questions or yeah. anything. But this is just really stuff that we've learned. It's just like wisdom that we're trying to give back to people who may not know these things mm-hmm. or we, we went through it. Right. And um, you know, we're in the process of right. getting things done. And we're not perfect by any means because we're still learning about finances even today. And we still have conversations as roommates of like, okay, what about this? And what about that? So really, we don't have it down perfectly, but I don't think anybody does, including Dave Ramsey. And that's no shade on you, Dave Ramsey, but... He's still growing. He's still growing. Yeah, he's still... I'm sure there's still situations that come up that he's like, hmm, let me have to think about this. Right. But yeah, so we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And aloha. Mahalo. Aloha. Peace out. A-Town. Bye.